Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Song, song of the south. Sweet potato pie and a shirt my mouth. Oh, man. You hear that music. I haven't heard that in a while. You hear that music, it reminds you of college football season less than 100 days away. And it'll be here before we know it. Another season of SEC football. And join us now to talk all things SEC football is our buddy Chris Marler from Saturday Down South. Chris, it's been a while. Happy uh, National Donut Day, my friend. It's National Donut Day? Yes. I've passed like three Dunkin' Donuts on my way to the beach, and I haven't had one. This is perfect. I, that's, thank you. It's been way too long, man. Last time I talked to you, I was uh, skulking in a in a lobby of a hotel room in Santa Clara oh, with an actual championship game. And it was glorious, too. As an LSU fan, it was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, a lot, man. <laughs> did you say you're going to the beach? I am, yeah. This is my first vacation with uh, the fiance in like two years. So, wow. um, yeah, she's not happy with you, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I really need this because I can't keep talking about gambling on the WNBA and, and Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> so let me ask you, the news came out last week or last Friday, a week ago at this time, uh, on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you when the SEC announced <laughs> they were coming into the 21st century and going to allow schools to permit the sale of alcohol during games? It is, man, like an 11 team. I can't wait. I just, I I think LSU needs to be sprinting to the head of the line. Oh, they are. Uh, Good, good. Because I I know that, you know, my my favorite team, obviously, Bama's going to like wait a year or something, of course. But I'm just glad the Bible Belt finally came around a little bit. It's the last Power Five conference to actually finally, you know, allow this. And it's, you know, like you said, coming in the 21st century, people are going to be allowed gas to drink during football games. It's so funny too, like in the South, how like our moral compass, like everybody's very right. different. Like, like when they legalized sports betting, Mississippi was like, "Boom, done deal, sign off, here we go." And like their casinos, they've they got sports books like a week later. Right. And in Louisiana, yeah. Louisiana just voted it down. They're like, "No, we'll put this back on the docket next year. We we, we don't like sports gambling. It could it could lead to the devil." But like with right. with drinking at football games, Louisiana's like, sign us up, we're ready to go. But like the state of it, Mississippi is like, we don't know about this. We need to pump the brakes. Like it's just so funny. There's just there's so many things that I would want to out. Like my whole family is from Anderson, Alabama, and you know one thing I said that should be outlawed way more at, at Alabama football games than than drinking is cut off sleeve shirts and and jean shorts. Because some of those people. <laughs> Don't need to be allowed to wear those in public anyway. So there's, yeah, like it, it is the moral compass thing is crazy. I, I'm just, I, I think it is for the best. I think you're going to see a lot of great benefactors from this because, I mean, as you guys know, I, I enjoy drinking. I think that's how we met was over drinks at Media Days last year. <laughs> right. um, but I mean, it just, it's one of those things you're not going to have as much binge drinking at tailgates, people trying to go really outdo themselves because they know they have to be sober for the next three hours. And so I, I think it's going to see more benefits than, than harm. 
Yeah, and the the other thing I think they should outlaw too is, and I don't want to sound like an elitist here, but uh, <laughs> Walmart Walmart brand SEC oh, yeah. shirts. Like like if you're an Alabama fan, go spend the seventy bucks at the team shop and get an authentic Nike or Adidas or whatever. You know, go get like a real shirt. Don't get the Walmart fifteen dollar shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, come on. Yeah, I, I got you. I got. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Chris Marler, Saturday down south. Uh, thoughts on the transfer portal so far? I know a lot of the coaches in Destin seem to intimate they have some issues uh, with it. What would you tweak, if anything, regarding the transfer portal? So, I, what we talked about this on the podcast last week, and I think Florida has really, really just seemingly set the bar higher and higher for themselves because of what's going on um, of like this offseason, the Chris Steele thing. I I understood the Chris Steele thing. That that one incident, incident like that made sense to me because he kind of felt like his needs weren't being met from the coaches. Where he thought, you know, his potential future, not himself, but like his potential future, could have been in danger because of who he was roomed with and all that kind of stuff. I didn't mind that as much. What you're going to see here, and and I, I just saw this on Twitter this morning. Somebody put, "What if I told you recruits actually like recruiting more than football?" And you've given a lot of power back to, I think, the student-athletes and the people that are going to be going there. And I think what I've, I've come to realize from the NCAA is they, they have to make some rules and regulations. They, they make rules and regulations for literally every other part of this sport, usually to take away from the student-athlete. And I think what they did here was just a very just thinly-veiled, dismissive attempt at saying, like, look, we're giving concessions back to the student-athletes. We're, we're doing something to compromise and, and kind of concede a little bit of power to them because we're not paying the athletes because they're always under scrutiny for that. And they did so without really putting a lot of thought into the big picture of this. And I think, honestly, I don't know what I would tweak about it as much as I would. I would. I love the fact that the athletes have a little bit more power here. Um, I, I just The NCAA, I think, just can, has continued to show that they don't really care about the athletes of the sport. They care about what they're able to like profit from the athletes right. of the sport. Yeah, if anything, I would say they need to cap it, right? I mean, the, this yeah. Brew, this Brew McCoy debacle is just like, oh my god! Like <laughs> he's at USC, then he's at Texas, then he's back at USC. Like, come on, man! Brew, Brew McCoy, his whole college decision is is a hundred percent me and my fiance trying to figure out where we're going to eat on Saturday night. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. What, what do you think? It's it's it, that is surprising. I tell you, I tell you who honestly is getting the most disservice out of all this, and, and we dismiss it because. They make the most money, and we it's kind of become like an ongoing joke. But the coaches, and I think where they really need to cap it is have it like the same way with recruiting season. You have to have some sort of window because what you're doing here is really making their job way more difficult than it already is. And, again, I understand the kind of money they make and, and what we expect out of them to coach you know, athletes for a game that we love to watch. However, you're talking about just, you know, we talk about how recruiting is 24-7 in the Southeast especially – it, not, it never stops now. You're having to recruit high school players earlier and earlier. Now you're having to recruit them like, consistently onto your team for the three to four years that they're there and also you know, like prevent them from leaving while getting other grad transfers and, and, and not even grad transfers, undergrad transfers now. Well, I hate to say, I think some of it could go back to the parenting, you know, like uh, the the hard the hard ass Southern dads who's like, you go shake that man's hand and look him in the eye, and give him your commitment. Like, we need to go back to that because, like, that was yeah. all right. That's it. I'm done. Recruiting's over. Yeah, it is. It is surprising. The Bruno McCoy thing, especially, is like, I mean, when I was 18, I, I didn't know <laughs> like a lot of things. Um, I thought I did, so I, I understand that you know these these kind of commitments are. They're not as binding as they used to be, and kids are going to change their mind 
and kids are going to get emotional and, and make not the most, you know, responsible decisions. But, yeah, you can't have an open recruiting, basically, of these kids for over a full year after they're already at the school. Like he was, wasn't he enrolled at USC, <laughs> left USC? And, and as a coach, that's an odd feeling to have to bring that kid back onto your team and expect the team to accept them. It's uh, it, it's uh, I think it's only going to get worse before it gets better here with the uh, transfer portal. But it was no surprise a lot of the ICC coaches kind of yeah we might have some issues with this. We'll see where it goes. Uh, let me ask you, Chris, as a as an Alabama fan, how embarrassed are are you of Alabama's <laughs> schedule this coming season? I'm not. I'm. You know what? First off, it's not our fault Zion left early and we don't have to play them when we play Duke the first game of the year. No, it is it is embarrassing. I've 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 been a an Alabama apologist for a lot of things. Um, this is not really one of them. I, I I just it is embarrassing. They they need to schedule. I think you're seeing what Kirby's doing at Georgia, what LSU's doing with Coach Orgeron because he's not scared of anybody, like like teams or people. Um, so I I do wish that Nick Saban would kind of step that up a little bit. However, let's be realistic. Teams aren't lining up to play Alabama. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, you take on the likes of New Mexico State, Western Carolina, Southern Miss, and, of course, Duke, who just lost stud quarterback Daniel Jones. Uh, and then I also point out you get South Carolina and Tennessee in the east, so once again you avoid Georgia and Florida, the two actual good teams in the east. Uh, is the national championship how it played out? Like, some people said this, and, and I want to see if you buy into this. Do you believe the the, the mantra that, you know, they weren't really tested much outside of what the LSU game and, you know, typically Auburn every year, but like maybe they weren't tested enough by good teams that that's why they fell on their face against Clemson. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to do when coming onto this uh, show was to talk about the Clemson game. Because um, <laughs> emotionally, I haven't healed yet from that. Uh, no, but, I mean, you're right. You're right. Like, and that is a, that is a problem, I think. And, and you saw the same thing happen, um, you know, I think a couple years ago in 2016. I thought that was the best Bama team I've, I'd ever seen personally as a Bama fan, even. Um, it does it does do themselves a disservice and, and kind of hurt them, I think, when you have that easy of a schedule. Because, like you said, like I listen, I'm a, I'm a Bama fan. I work in the media now. I will make no bones about the fact that I want Bama to win. I want them to go undefeated. You know, like, but at at some point, you're right. It does have like a little bit of a hindrance on the schedule when you have to face and get punched in the mouth against a team like Clemson, where which I thought was a terrible matchup with like their defensive line. You're not going to be able to push people around like you have all season. And, you know, I, I, the, the out-of-conference scheduling, I don't have as nearly as big of a problem with for Alabama because, of, like I said, like there is kind of an easy, I don't want to say excuse, but like teams aren't lining up to play Bama. Where I really have an issue with the, the softness of that schedule is this year everyone gets two, two weeks off in the season, in the right. SEC, or in college in general, and Bama's two off weeks are the only two difficult games they play at A&M <laughs> and at LSU. That, wow. that I have way more of an issue with. Uh, if I was if I was an SEC fan in general, yeah. Well, look, LSU they had a tough non conference game against Miami last year. They won that one, and it toughened them up to take on yeah. the reigning national champs in Central in US in UCF. So you know, it, it helped <laughs> it them is, for that more game. Honorable. It is, it, you know what? Honestly, again, I, this is I hate being an SEC fan and feeling like a fan of a Big Ten team because the last thing I would <laughs> ever want is like I want my team to go undefeated. But the one reason I don't like Big Ten football is because I don't want to watch in October where the schedule is filled with we have a road game at Illinois. Right. Like that shouldn't be your toughest your toughest matchup. And I, you know, as a fan, I do want to see these bigger marquee matchups. How excited are you for the SEC to add the Las Vegas Bowl to the mix? Uh, and 
man. Well, that's one, but two, why are we doing this janky-ass thing where we, every other year and we'll rotate it with the Belk Bowl? Like, it doesn't make any sense. That was frustrating. But anyway, I'm glad we kept the Belk Bowl just because Belk Bowl Twitter is always lit. That, is, <laughs> that thing is incredible. Well, now, I will say, I want to say thank you to you personally because I hadn't, I hadn't heard from you in a while, and, and you reached out and told me about about the Las Vegas Bowl. I, I, was, I was asleep at the wheel, apparently. didn't even know that we... We let go of the Independence Bowl, and you know I'm not allowed back in Shreveport. <laughs> so I'm very excited. Well, it's only a matter of time before Vegas gets added to the list of cities you're not allowed in. But look, yeah. no, look, I mean, like, if you're LSU and let's say, or Auburn or, I don't know, Ole Miss, and you have, like, a down year and you go 7-5, and five, the best reward you can get is go play, like, USC or UCLA in the Las Vegas Bowl. Like, that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it, it beats going to Birmingham. I don't know if it's still the Papa John's Bowl. Where you get like just you get you get paid in like I don't know day old cheese pizza. Um, but no, I, I do think I, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I, and that kind of stuff too is great for the sport. You know, it's like the SEC doesn't need that many breaks. But man, that is incredible. Like, I, if there's anything that makes me want like to have Saban retire, so Bama can start going seven and five, it's definitely the Las Vegas Bowl. Well, there's only so many trips you can make to Tampa, Orlando, and Jacksonville for bowl games. I mean, it's like, all right, this gets old after a while. And there's like yeah. eight eight of the bowl games are in those cities. Uh, exactly. Chris Marler, Saturday down south. Where do you rank Joe Burrow coming into this season among oh. SEC quarterbacks? I mean, obviously two and from or one and two, but where do you put uh, Burrow among the, the rest? So... We talked about this on the uh, on the podcast a while ago, and and I, and I'll admittedly I've had to rethink this because you know I love LSU, you know I love Coach O. I'm I have not been that high in Joe Burrow just because strictly from the stats, and then I think kind of having to do a little bit deeper dive into into how he really is as a quarterback. He's he is from a leadership standpoint is I would say top three to four in the conference hands down. Um, from an ability standpoint. Still shocked that he had a hundred yard rushing game. Still shocked that's <laughs> going to be a part of the offense. Yeah. Um, I, I would say he's. I had him ranked a little bit lower initially. I would say he's probably top five. I, I, I'm in the minority on this when I say, you know, not that one one and two are pretty. There's a pretty big gap between uh, two and three. Basically, I like Jer- I like Jared Garantano a lot from Tennessee, and I think Kelly Bryant is going to be good. Um, I would have Joe Burrow right after that, probably at, at fifth. And I know that sounds crazy with the Garantano thing. I just he hasn't had an offensive line. But what's crazier to me than, than me maybe being low on Burrow is anyone that's high on Felipe Franks, especially versus in comparison to Joe Burrow. <laughs> Chris Marler, Saturday Down South. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I encourage you guys to go do it. Uh, it's an awesome uh, weekly podcast talking all things SEC football. All right, Marler, before we get out of here, we, we got to get to our game. You call it Family Feud, which doesn't make much sense, but... Ten rapid-fire questions. Uh, you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Points will be awarded. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right. <laughs> All right. First question. A character from The Office you cannot stand. A character you hate the most. Oh, Andy. Really? Andy? Without a wow. doubt, yeah. But okay. I, I hate people that wear bow ties. And anyone that has like anchors on clothing, he has all of that. <laughs> all right, the correct answer was Nelly, but we'll we'll take that oh, one too. Yeah, that's the the SEC coach you think was most likely to go see Rocket Man on opening night, the new Elton John movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Mullen. Yes, absolutely. Dan he Mullen. probably thought it was actually about rockets. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is this? Why's Elton John singing so much? <laughs> the SEC baseball team you'll be rooting for most this weekend in the Super Regionals. LSU, because I hate Florida State. There we go. Boom. The beverage of your choice at a tailgate is? 
everything. A lot. <laughs> okay. uh, it, it's bourbon. Bourbon. All right. We would have also accepted a Daisy Cup filled with Texas Pete hot sauce, but that, that's good. <laughs> The uh, the SEC football coach you think will not be coaching in the conference next season, after this season? Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn. Old Town Road, good song or awful? Awful, awful. <laughs> Get ready. You know you're going to hear that at every SEC football game this, oh, this fall. I can't. Just, there's nothing worse than seeing people wear cowboy boots with shorts. <laughs> and it, it's just, oh, it's really taken over. Every tailgate will be blaring that this fall. Without a doubt. A Netflix or HBO series you have not watched but need to? A Netflix or HBO series I have not watched. Just look at my fiance in this one. Uh, um, man, that's tough. Oh, uh, Breaking Bad. I tried to get into the first season, and uh, you know I have ADD. You can tell from just talking to me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really want to get through that. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Yeah, I just watched Chernobyl, and it was very uplifting, Ooh. a really heartwarming story. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, haven't, I haven't seen Chernobyl yet, so maybe I, my mom keeps telling me to say that. Or see that, and she's a pastor, so I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> the ending of Game of Thrones, no spoilers, but did you like it? No. I, Dude, I got caught up on that literally the week of, between the last two episodes, and I could not have been more disappointed. Uh, the one SEC stadium you have not visited yet, but you need to. I hate to say this, but it's Death Valley. What are we doing? Why are we wasting I, any well, time? I mean, I never come got on. an invite. All right. Invite is open for every game except for the big ones. Um, Perfect. <laughs> come on down. And last question. London, is this just, I just saw this this morning. London is going to build an infinity pool on the roof of a skyscraper. Would you go into no. that pool? Absolutely. I don't know what an infinity <laughs> pool is, but it sounds terrifying. That's uh, one of those pools where you can't see the edge. It just looks like it drops off the face of the earth. No. I'll, you, I'll go into an infinity pool, if you know what I mean, man. Uh, before I go into that, that sounds awful. Um, that, no, that that is not for me. All right, let me tally up these uh, totals here. I'm going to give you uh, 69 points. That's a nice score nice. for you there. Good job. He is <laughs> Chris, Mar- Chris Marler, Saturday Down South. Chris, good to catch up, man. Let's do it again soon. Sounds good, brother. You have a good one. All right, man, you too. Chris Marler, Saturday Down South. If you guys haven't heard the podcast he does with Kano O'Gara, really uh, funny, really good stuff. I do about like an hour and a half a week talking all things SEC football, and it's um, really tremendous throughout the offseason and then, of course, into the regular season. Um, I think they do actually two a week during the regular season. So uh, really, i always enjoy catching up with Chris. Good stuff there. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.